The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. That's right, you can see the faces made for radio. And uh, we're going live right there on the right side of the page. You can enlarge that if you'd like to do so. Also, I've got a little feedback from my fan. You can hear it. It sounds like a jet taking off for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, you can also catch out that live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim. Also, Periscope and Twitch, you can find me at Setting Brush Fires. We're streaming there as well as our Facebook page, Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channels, B Dean Sons of Liberty. On the front page of BeforeIt'sNews.com and also DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. Now, <clears throat> this morning we already got the questions going. What is this thing <laughs> that you mentioned? Uh, because. I used the title today of this is the one thing that has allowed for more corruption uh, and more unconstitutional spending and all kinds of criminal activity, unconstitutional wars, all these kinds of things than any other thing that we have in America. And li- look, let's lay, the, let's lay the blame where it is, okay? The blame is with us as the people, one, for not upholding the, the Bible and what God says about these kinds of things, and the other is our representatives, and our representatives are a reflection of us, people. I mean, they, they just are. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 10 says, Diverse weights and diverse measures, both of them are alike abomination to the Lord. We've talked about this before, our money system. Uh, God demands that we have just weights and measurements. Why? Because he's a just God, right? And he says that anything that is, departs from that is an abomination to him. In fact, if you're wondering why Jesus made that cord and went into the temple, he was driving out money changers. They were taking advantage of the people and charging them exorbitant interest, interest at all, by the way, usury, for buying the sacrificial animals that God required that they have when they come to the temple. And so that's why he was driving them out. He said, he didn't say, you're in a business and that's okay. He said, this is my father's house. It's supposed to be a house of prayer. You've made it a den of what? Thieves, right? You're stealing from your fellow man. 
So with that said, um, I'm bringing back on Accountant Carl this morning. Uh, this is we're, we're probably going to have to limit it to the time of the show, but I'm bringing back on Captain Carl this morning because when we were discussing issues of militia, this came up. And I think this is very uh, important that we take a look at, again, the Federal Reserve System. It's not a it's not a quote unquote sexy issue. It's not one of those things. Oh, we have voter fraud or, oh, you know, such and such said this or that or the other, you know, where people get all riled up and they, they share it everywhere. But this is one of the most important. This is right alongside, in my opinion, uh, Captain Carl, and you can, you can give me yours as well. In my opinion, this is right alongside one of those issues that is just as not uh, exciting to people but extremely important, that is the issue of education. Both of those things, to me, go hand-in-hand. Hand. We don't even teach economics today. So we're going to dive into the Federal Reserve, what constitutional money is, and how we've departed from it, how that's brought about all this kind of corruption thing. Good morning, Captain Carl. Good morning, Tim. Pleasure to be with you again. Your show is awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, we, we want to get right into this because <clears throat> we've got a lot to cover in a very short amount of time. So let's let's pick up um, with some of the things. Now, I've written several things people can find at uh, the Sons of Liberty, and one of them is not by me. Uh, I've got several that uh, people can find there. Uh, when you do a search for Federal Reserve, uh, we've just got tons of stuff, uh, shows that I've done. In fact, that, that top one there is actually a show that I did a couple of weeks ago, and I did a follow-up to that the same day. It was on a Saturday. But uh, Michael Peruca had did a very short article that kind of gets to the heart of that. He says, The Federal Reserve serves as a good example. Americans live under the false assumption, the false premise that the Federal Reserve is designed for and committed for to fostering the health and the American economy through the stabilization of interest rates and the prevention of inflation. The facts are exactly the opposite, and these facts are easily discoverable the Federal Reserve actually causes inflation. One might actually say that the Federal Reserve is inflation. So, Captain Carl, I want to throw this out to you. We've got a we've got an a, a issue to where we do have inflation. It has constantly been growing. That's because of the devaluation of the dollar. And um, and how is that happening? Can you explain to people what the Constitution says about what real money is? What's to be paid for debts within our society? And uh, and who sets that up as the standards and measures as we read about, even from Proverbs 2010, and why we're not following the constitutional guidelines, the law, as it is, the Supreme Law, when it comes to our money? Well, Tim, you know, uh, and you talk about this somewhat frequently, and about scriptures, all, your, all of our answers and our needs are actually in scriptures. If you study scriptures, you can find the solution to most everything. And in scriptures, it says very clearly that the love of money is the root of all evil. And that pretty much describes the Federal Reserve down to a T. Um, the Federal Reserve um, was created at a time when the bankers and several different corporations got together and they, they started laying plans. Now, it really started out in 19, 1910. And what they did is they had a, I'm going to just give you the, the synopsis of this thing. I, mean, we don't, I know we don't have a lot of time, but they had made a plan uh, to travel by train in secret. Uh, a, a bunch of people who, who became the private owners of the Federal Reserve System. 
Now, uh, the Federal Reserve, as a fact, is as, is as federal as Federal Express, okay? It is not a government entity by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, there's something called the uh, Board of Directors that uh, supposedly works with the President of the United States and so forth, but that is really just a sham. They are really controlling us and manipulating us through monetary policies and the availability of money. Um, and therefore they're affecting our economy, but they're affecting it ultimately in negative ways. And I will be, I'll be talking about that here shortly. Anyways, these, uh, these corporate people, uh, who are very rich and very, very powerful and central bankers, um, got on a, on a, on a train and they went there in secret and they even told their wives that they were going on a hunting trip. They even brought, uh, they even brought their gun cases along with them, so it looked like they're going. The only thing is, they didn't have any guns in those cases. That what their plan was to basically take over the United States and eventually take over the world. Okay, and that that meeting was held at a place called Jekyll Island, uh, not uh, right right there, I believe, in South Carolina, and uh, and they made these plans to take over the world through monetary policy to control our money. Uh, one of the one of the private owners of the Federal Reserve System said, uh, "Give me the control of 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 the people's money, and I care not who makes their laws." Okay, now the Federal Reserve, the private owners of the Federal Reserve, are so wealthy that not only can they buy armies with the wealth that they have, which comes from us ultimately out of our IRS stolen wages and salaries, which is against this many cases of the Supreme Court who ruled that neither income taxes nor employer taxes apply to the American people. But they can literally print money out of thin air. In fact, Ben Bernanke, just a few years back, maybe about 10 years back, roughly plus or minus somewhere right in there, he said we're not even going to print, we're not even printing money anymore. We're going to digitize money, and it'll be just numbers on a spreadsheet at the Federal Reserve. So that's what he did. He just digitized money out of thin air. What I'm saying here is that as a matter of fact, from a financial standpoint, in terms of financial, you know, you think that you've received wages and salaries. You think that you paid for your uh, kitchen table and your kitchen chairs and your appliances and your home and all that. You haven't. The only money in the United States and the only money that ever worked throughout world economic history has been gold and silver. And in the case of the Constitution for the United States, you can look it up under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5, uh, where it states that money shall be coined. And then if you also look under Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution, Clause 1, it says that only gold and silver coins shall be tender in payment of debts. Uh, now, the Federal Reserve prints up our money out of, out of, out of thin air or digitizes it, either one. It's Either way, it's monopoly money. And do you know that for every dollar they actually get paid interest? Every single dollar bill, whether it be a $1 or a $100 bill, whatever it is, they get paid interest on every single piece of paper. And they're getting paid interest on these electronic digits floating on a spreadsheet over at the, over at the Federal Reserve. Um, and so they're, they're taking advantage of us. And as they print more and more money and as they digitize more and more money, each dollar bill, each, each, each currency bill, 
uh, drops in value. So that that is actually the definition of inflation. Inflation is not the, the cost of goods and services going up in so much as it is the value of the dollar going down. Now, we see this morning that the Dow Jones futures is showing uh, 29,238 right now, and it's planning on coming up 183 points. That is a bad thing in the long run because that means that more of this fake, right now, this fake monopoly money and this digital money is residing on the spreadsheets and in corporations across the United States and in banks across the United States. So all this fake monopoly money, you know, you can think of the movie The Matrix. It just doesn't truly exist because it's not gold or silver coin and it's not made in pursuance of the Constitution as required in the Supremacy Clause 6, Clauses 2 and 3 of the Constitution. All this money flooding into the matrix, or what I, what's the economy, actually the fake economy, an economy that only exists in our imaginations, programmed heads. Because how can a piece of paper be money? Uh, Thomas Jefferson said that paper is only the ghost of money. So they printed up all this money. It's waiting to flood the matrix. As soon as everybody gets reemployed from this COVID thing and uh, the economy starts building up, all of these, all this, all this fake money is going to come into the matrix, and it will, according to world and economic history, the U.S. dollar is going to collapse as soon as the economy picks up. And you see people with a whole bunch of new cars. You see them buying new homes, um, and all this happens. The, the the dollar will literally, literally collapse, and then there will be no dollar. Now, the private owners of the Federal Reserve System and their two private international organizations. One is called the Trilateral Commission and one is called the Council on Foreign Relations, of which George Soros is only a puppet of these organizations. He's not the leader. He's not the big guy that we think. He's just a puppet on the string for the private owners of the Federal Reserve System. That doesn't mean that he doesn't do anything bad because everything, virtually everything I've ever heard that he's done is bad to the American people and it's horrible to the Constitution. Uh, but that is because that's a result of him being a puppet of the trial commission and the consul in foreign relations. Now, we also have to remember that uh, the vast majority of Republicans and the vast majority of Democrats are members of the Federal Reserve and the consul in foreign relations. You can't hardly do anything unless you're a member. And so the people, so that Republicans and Democrats, when they get elected, one of the very first things that they do as they become a member of the trial commission and the council on foreign relations, they're being controlled by these big bankers and these multinational corporations. And uh, the, the unions, the union heads uh, and the large corporate uh, CEOs and the executives of these large corporations, they're all members of the trial commission and the council on foreign relations. And it's kind of a secret thing going on there. Now, it used to be a big secret that they're trying to take over the world. Well, guess what? Over the last 10 years, they started to not make that a secret. George Soros himself said, yeah, we're trying to take over the world. We're trying to create a one-world government. It's also known as the New World Order. And this is something that if we want to be free, we have to stop. And uh, Along those lines, and, and this is all interconnected now, everything's interconnected. Everything's interconnected economically and globally. And 
uh, Trump uh, signed a treaty not too long ago called the USMCA Treaty, and that folds up the United States into the new world order, the one world government, and it start, started by making uh, the United States not sovereign anymore. As of the signing of that treaty, we are now the North American Union, and there's no, there's, the borders are meaningless now. And the Canadians and the Mexicans should be able to vote in our elections and totally can, and, and start to take over our votes and our rights and take over our culture. And that, 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 is, that comes with the advent of the USMCA treaty, and people need to take a look at that. Now, Tim. Now, Captain uh, Carl. One, Captain Carl. Captain Carl. Yes. Now, you know, people, that's just not true. I mean, Donald Trump is here to make America great again. <laughs> Not to make us part of the new world order. Um, let me let me give you. This was one of the things that I added. You know, I, I had up here because I, I wrote on the fact that the Federal Reserve devalues money. Uh, the Constitution establishes real money, and <clears throat> so that it can it can grow. But here here was what Donald Trump said, and I, there's a part where he's right. The only problem in our economy is the Fed. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, he went on to say, they don't have a feel for the market. They don't understand necessary trade wars or strong dollars or even Democrat shutdowns over borders. The Fed, and he said this in December of 2018 on Twitter. The Fed is like a powerful golfer who can't score because he has no touch. He can't putt. Well, that's not really the issue. It is acting unconstitutionally. And yeah, I know there's a Federal Reserve Act, but that is unconstitutional in and of itself, because of what the Constitution demands that Congress, how they, Congress has the power to coin money, and it can only be used as gold and silver to pay debts. So as soon as they go to these, you know, IOU notes, uh, which they're never going to pay, um, <clears throat> they're violating the Constitution. And it seems to me that Donald Trump may understand markets, but he's not understanding the Constitution, just like, and I'm not picking on him, just like, a ton of presidents and a lot of Congress members don't understand the Constitution when it comes to our issue of uh, a standard of measure for what we have as money instead of fiat currency. Right. And as you said, they are IOU notes, um, and they come from the Federal Reserve, and they're utterly meaningless. And the very biggest concern that I personally have as a von Mises-style economist under the Austrian model is the fact that according to all of world history, including American history, by the way, um, during the Revolutionary War, uh, our, our second government, our first government, we were all British. We were British subjects. So I call that our government because it was our government. Okay. Um, but the Continental Congress uh, came into power. It came into power to some degree, but it was a fight. It was a fight between the Continental Congress, and only about just a little bit better than 20% of the Americans were for freedom and liberty, and uh, just about 70% of Americans were for our government, which was our our cops and our troops and red coats and our government officials who were, uh, of course, came from England, were, were, the, were British, okay? And we were British subjects, all of us were. But by the power of God, we won the war, and, and we became a free, independent, and sovereign uh, union of 50, uh, what were originally 13 free independent sovereign countries that we call states. 
so the we got a, we got a uh, couple I mean, of questions. You, you mind taking a couple of questions here? Well, please, by all means. Okay. I was going to get to this anyway, but somebody asked uh, about the coins. We're, we're being told there's coin shortages, right? And I think we all have an idea as to where that's going, uh, especially with the Federal Reserve de describing that they are developing their own cryptocurrency that they're wanting to use. But the other thing is, for years now, the penny, it costs, what, three cents to make a penny now. And some people have asked, well... What about old coins, you know, the copper pennies? What about the silver uh, that was used in old coins and stuff like that? Does that still have value? I would say they do. I want to let you take a shot at that and why you think the uh, the coin shortage is going on. The coin shortage is going on because what the Federal Reserve System is trying to force into the United States through the Republicans and the Democrats is to go to a digital, totally digital currency. And what does that what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, it's kind of like uh, when you make a charge on your debit card, you can see everything that you purchased on your on your statements. Those statements can be ordered, can be subpoenaed, deuces peckham, and be brought into court so that the government can read and see everything that you purchased. Now, let's look at it this way: if they make everything digital, that will be available to the government and to the uh, trial commission and the council on foreign relations to see if you're buying any firearms or any weapons or buying any ammo, or if you're stocking up on source, all sorts of stuff, stuff and being a what they call a prepper. And preppers are considered domestic terrorists by, uh, by the deep state, which are the plethora of executive branch agencies uh, that are explicitly prohibited from even existing pursuant to 10th Amendment law and order. And so um, does that answer your question, Tim? Yeah, I think that I think that does get to it. And then the other part, uh, the other question, or it wasn't a question, it was a statement. <clears throat> and again, I, I wasn't picking on Donald Trump. Look, folks, the presidents have been doing this for a long time. Right. But Donald Trump has said, you know, oh, we're going to get back on the gold standard. And this, that. I think the people under delusion, if they think that, uh, they say that Trump understands the Constitution and Eric was great. If he understood the Constitution, the ATF would be shut down. That's 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 exactly right. That that's bingo right there. But it, they they've said, oh, we're going back on the gold standard because Trump has said so. I guess that's kind of like we're going to prosecute Hillary and you know all these other people. I guess you can take that to the bank. No pun intended on that. Um, that what do, what do you that, see there? You you don't see it going back on the gold standard either. I mean they they got too much. They're they're raking in the cash and controlling things too much to 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 be going back on a gold standard. Well, first of all, I think we need uh, the public needs an education as to what the gold standard means. The gold standard means that uh, the Federal Reserve will continue printing up Federal Reserve notes, which are notes against the so-called gold, you know. And that's the gold standard. In other words, each dollar is supposed to be backed up by gold. Unfortunately, that has never worked in all world history. Federal Reserve notes are just a receipt of money that you're supposed to have in a bank. In other words, a bunch of coins, you know, gold and silver coins or gold bullion or, or silver bullion. And what always happens throughout all world history, this has happened every single time through millennia. Uh, the the bankers start doing something called fractional reserve banking so they can make more money. They start lending out more in these using these these notes, 
than what gold they have in the so-called gold gold standard. Okay. Uh, so what happens is, is if there's ever a run in the bank or too many people want to withdraw their real money, which is supposed to be gold, if you have a gold standard, that means that gold is what's in the bank. And the bank just prints out from their computers or from the printers these little receipts, which you know as Federal Reserve notes, okay? And when that happens, if too many people decide to withdraw their real money out of the bank, the bank goes out of, out of business and they start having bank holidays and then you have no money. Uh, so the gold standard is like the worst thing you could ever have ever in, in economics. You do not want a quote unquote gold standard. What you want is what's in the constitution by law. And that is all money shall be gold and silver coin, hard coin. That way they can't print money. That way we don't have what's called inflation. Inflation is the devalue of the dollar by printing paper receipts out of thin air. Or nowadays they don't even print paper. You know, not all of it's all paper. A lot of it is just digital electrons floating on a spreadsheet at the Federal Reserve. And when they use digital money, they are tracking every single thing you buy, whether it's a can of peas or, or an AR-10, okay? And ammo. I mean, they're tracking us. And what they want to do is total ultimate control of the individual and total control over our God-endowed individual rights. And they want to be able to steal whatever money we do make, whatever that comes to, whether it be digital or whatever. They want to be able to steal it. Now, if it's digital, they can just go on like on the Internet and they can just steal our wages and salaries right off the web, uh, off the off the Internet. I don't think any of us want that. The last thing we want is digital money. Then the government, the Republicans and the Democrats have total control over our money. And Republicans and Democrats, by the way, and I, I know I talked about this on previous shows, but we need to get this out there. The Republicans and the Democrats can only spend money on the 18 things that are delegated to them in the Constitution under Article 1, Section 8. Anything else is off limits to them. They have no power. The 10th Amendment states that all powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. And that's what we have to get back to. That's how we restore law and order, particularly 10th Amendment law and order. And that is how we double our paychecks in compliance with the Supreme Court of the United States that ruled that not employer taxes nor income taxes are supposed to be taken off of our paychecks. Our paychecks are supposed to be literally double. And if we enforce the 10th Amendment law by electing state legislators who will use state nullification to nullify all usurpations of power since the 1913 trifecta of constitutional uh, tyranny and treason, which are these three things, and people need to remember this, their number one of the trifecta is the ratification of the non-ratified 16th Amendment, uh, 16th Amendment, the ratification of the non-ratified 17th Amendment, all done by lie, pure lie, by Secretary of State Flander Knox. He counted up, he was supposed to count up the tally of state ratification votes for the 16th and 17th Amendments. This all happened in 1913. And, and, and he lied to the American people under the tutelage of Socialist-in-Chief Woodrow Wilson. And that's what brings us to here today. And also the number three in the trifecta is the ratification of the 
uh, Federal Reserve Act of 1913 without even a, an amendment, an Article 5 amendment to the Constitution to amend the money clause laws, which are, again, and people need to look this up so they can learn. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5 of the Constitution says that money shall be coined. Read it right in there. It's as clear as day. And also Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1 states that only gold and silver coin shall be used in tender of payment of debts. So if we get our Republicans and Democrats to obey the rule of law through electing state legislators who pledged to sponsor and pass something called the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions that were drafted by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison so that our wages and salaries and property and our lives wouldn't be touched by the deep state, then we have to elect legislators who will pledge to sponsor and facilitate the passage of the, of the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions and augment them with an arrest provision so that our law enforcement agencies, municipal, county, which is your sheriff, which is the most important, and the state law enforcement agencies can arrest anything, any, any federal government agency that's not obeying the state nullifications of all things that are not made in accordance with the supremacy clause of Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution, which states that all laws, whether local, county, state, or federal, must be made in pursuance of the Tenth Amendment law and of the whole Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Anything that is any law that is not made in pursuance of the Tenth Amendment law and the entire Constitution and the entire Bill of Rights is null and void of law. That's what the Supremacy Clause says. Most people, a lot of people, I think it's even most people as far as I know, they think that the Supremacy Clause states that whatever the Republicans and, and Democrats vote on, that's a su- supreme law of the land and that's what we have to obey. It's exactly the opposite. Anything that the Republicans and Democrats spend money on or any laws that they make that are not made in pursuance of the supreme law of the land, which is the Constitution and Bill of Rights, and also the before that, the Declaration of Independence, by the way. The Declaration of Independence is the very first law in U.S. Code. First law in U.S. Code. The Declaration of Independence. And the Declaration of Independence is what makes the Constitution and the Bill of Rights possible. And it's the only way that the Constitution and Bill of Rights make any sense whatsoever. The Declaration of Independence is the key code, the secret code, that, 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 that explains the meaning of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Without the Declaration of Independence, which you're trying to say doesn't exist nowadays and stuff like this, but it does. It's, a, it's, called, uh, it's called organic law. It's the first law in U.S. code. Without that, we're done. All freedom is done, and, they, and we're nothing but serfs and vassals, and Republicans and Democrats can control whatever they want us to do, and we're just their slaves. Yeah. And Captain we're not Carl. only their slaves, because they operate under the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations, who is under the total control of the private owners of the Federal Reserve System, and they they manipulate, and they manipulate us and our jobs through monetary policy, okay? Because we're not obeying the Constitution and the money clause laws. Yep, I no, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. The we, we've got a statement here, and I, I want Deb to understand. I'm not like chopping at your head or anything, but uh, here's what she says. 
Uh, you're wrong. Mark my words. Okay, so we're going to mark your words. Do you know anything about the Q? Probably <laughs> not. No, I know about Q. I, I know okay. Q is. I know. To, I know Q is a total psyop. I know right. it's a total psyop. Now she says there is a huge history behind this. Yes, we covered that at the beginning, and we didn't get into everything there. But we mentioned the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. We mentioned the Federal Reserve. I've dealt with that stuff before. We can't all cram every thing into each thing. And she says, they took over the banking system in 1871. They changed the history of the U.S. It's already in the works. It's been implemented. We're actually back to the gold standard. Okay. Keep dreaming there, I, I, Alice. I, I don't know. They are exchanging bonds and printing currency. Yeah, that's constitutional money in it. They will be giving back to the American people what was stolen from us through taxation. Really, you think the devil's going to give you back what he's took? Do a little research before you speak. Now, Deb, I appreciate your comments. I appreciate you coming in. I'm not here to attack you. But I would say do a little research to see if somebody doesn't tell you who they are, like Q, and they even give indication that they don't, English is not their first language. You might want to step back from that and, uh, and do a little research on economics and along with the history and your constitution to understand we just got through talking about they don't print money. They coin it, and it's gold and silver. It's not the gold standard. It's gold and silver. That's what we're talking about. And as long as we're going to keep going down this road of printing, and by the way, we can throw in the idea that the Treasury Department, what is this buying securities? Where, where did that come from? Um, that's not constitutional either. That's more along the lines of communism than it is anything else. And that's what the current president has been doing through and they said, "Oh, he's taken over the Federal Reserve." What dream world are people living in where they think that's the case? I, I, I this this is ridiculous, uh, in my opinion. What do you think, Captain Carl? Please let people know you're an economist. It, it, that's one of your chief things. You're an economist, right. and you're pointing back to the Constitution, whereas Q's not pointing to the Constitution at this stuff. I mean, I, I, I think in the post that I've seen, I very rarely seen any reference to the constitution that's for sure no no economist worth his salt ever would want the gold standard the gold standard is fake money it's receipts of real money that you have in the bank every single time that any any country has to use the gold standard it has never ever worked because the bankers eventually start doing something called fractional reserve banking. And that's where they have their gold and their silver in their, in, in, their, in, in their vault back there someplace. And they put out fake paper slips called, in our case, Federal Reserve Notes. Look on your bill. It doesn't say money. It says Federal Reserve Note on there. It's just the, it's, it's just the ghost of money, as Thomas Jefferson had told us. We do not want the gold standard. The only thing that we want is what's in the Constitution by the supreme law of the land, and that is gold and silver coin. That's all we want. Now, we got to remember that gold is up at $1,900, almost $2,000 an ounce, okay? We can utilize that to return back to the, to the true money, the true currency, which is hard gold and silver coins. Now, there's four states that are working on doing that right now. Texas, Arizona, Utah, and there's another one. I'm trying to remember which one it is right now. I think it was uh, Kansas. Anyway, they, I, think, I think Kansas was doing it. 
You might be right. And this is critical. If we go back to gold and silver coin, as these states are working on right now as I'm speaking, and they have been working on it for about four years now, roughly, um, we will be able to be free and the government will not know what we buy because it's none of their darn business. And why is it not their business? It's not their business because the rulers, the leaders, and higher powers of this country are all of them, all of them are listed in the first paragraph of the Constitution. And those rulers and leaders, quote unquote, ordained and established our laws to secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. In other words, according to Romans 13, 1 through 5, preferably King James Version, God ordained our rulers, leaders, and higher powers who are all listed in the first three words of the Constitution as his rulers and leaders. Let's, let's, let, let's clarify something right there, I, because I think that's a place where we need to, to repent in our language, if you will. Um, he, is ordained, he has ordained authorities, and those authorities are his, are his ministers. Um, I, I think we need to, to change that. We, we're not going after leaders. We're not going after rulers, so to speak. He has ordained authority, or, or there is no authority. Uh, that's what Romans says. <clears throat> and those authorities are servants of him. They are his ministers to do what God has said to do. So I, I, just a little clarification. I mean, it's, sure. it's something that okay. we pick up, and it's something in my language. Right. I, no, you know, I catch no. things that I say, and I say, we need to correct that because we know better, but we still use the language because that's what we were taught. So I just want to clarify that. Right. Now, yeah, we use it right. Exactly, Tim. Now, um, we the people ordained and established the 10th Amendment law on all Republicans and all Democrats. Okay. The 10th Amendment law says that all powers, which means spending, are reserved to the states and are taken away from and don't exist with the U.S. government, be they Republicans or Democrats. They have absolutely no power at all. That's pursuant to the supreme law of the land. That is pursuant to the supremacy clause of the Constitution. You can read it for yourself. Article 6, clauses 2 and 3. And so we gave the U.S. government no power to spend money on anything at all. We, we gave them absolutely no power at all, except for the 18 things that are delegated to them under, artic, under Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. The, the states are supposed to be super rich and super wealthy, and the states are supposed to be spending money on anything that people of that free, independent, and sovereign country, free, independent, and sovereign nation. We have 50 nations under God, divisible, with liberty and justice for all. And by the way, if you look under Article 1, Section 8, the Department of Justice is not in there. The FBI is not in there. The ATF is not in there. The Federal Reserve System is not in there. Okay? We have a plethora of executive branch agencies whose power is reserved to the states respectively to the people. And that's the reason why Thomas Jefferson and James Madison stated that the states are duty-bound to state nullify every single thing that the Republicans and Democrats do that are usurped powers that aren't listed under Article 1, Section 8. 
So it's the state's responsibility, and it's your responsibility as a ruler and leader ordained by God who, who set down the laws on Republicans and Democrats. It's up to the rulers and leaders who ordained and established our laws to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to enforce the Tenth Amendment law and start state nullifying and enforcing by law enforcement action all state nullifications and I'm not saying to do this overnight. We need to do this over a transitional period of five years. And so what I'm, what, 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 according to the founding fathers, what the founding fathers ultimately are really proposing is that the states state nullify up to 50 laws that were created ever since 1913 in the trifecta tyranny, which they think uh, allows them to do this. And, and then at the end of five years, all usurped powers and all spending by the Republicans and Democrats will be taken back and so that our states can spend the money on whatever we vote for in our, in our, in our nation, which is the state, the state of Wisconsin, the state of Nevada, whatever state you want to be talking about, because they're all free, independent, and sovereign nations pursuant to the first law in U.S. Code, which is the Declaration of Independence. And, and, and then we would double our paycheck because the U.S. government, the Republicans and the Democrats, are not authorized, according to the Supreme Court of the United States, to use the IRS to steal our money out of our paychecks before we even get it. And certainly not to steal our homes and our cars and our boats to pay for income taxes or and or employer taxes. Okay, now corporate taxes are legal, and that's what has always paid for the military every single year and then some since the Constitution was signed. But Carl, can can we can we interject something there? Because, you know, you bring up the military spending and everybody says, oh, you know, we want to take care of our vets and this, that and the other. And I understand that. But even right. our founding fought, and that this is something I want to get to with the Federal Reserve uh, and a question I have of a part of the corruption that happens from that. Um, the the founding fathers, in large part, were against a standing army, and that's why they have a provision within the um, the Constitution that if you if you bring one up, it's good for two years, and you have to keep renewing it. If you're if you're, right. I guess if you're involved in any kind of warfare and stuff, it's ongoing, and they've been doing that for. Gosh, decades. They've just been keeping it going. And people say, well, what would we do if we uh, get rid of the standing army? Well, one, we would shut down all these bases we have everywhere across the globe. And we would bring the people back home to defend what's, what they're supposed to defend, which is us here in the United States. Right. And the second thing is, it seems to me that you would uh, keep them in their same kind of training, that they would, in essence, be the militia. Uh, they would be a part of that militia. They have already got their training. They would be a part of that. They'd be uh, standby for, you know, a, an army that needed to be gathered. But they would be militia guys. Um, right. But now the, the federal, how is the Federal Reserve used in the corruption that leads to all of these unconstitutional, undeclared wars that we've had since World War II? How does, how does that play into that? Okay. The, the private owners of the Federal Reserve System and their private international organizations, the Council on Foreign Relations and the, and the Trilateral Commission, they're trying to create a one world government whereby everybody's rights would not be given to you by our creator and the creator of the universe, from whom, by the way, all blessings flow. You know, most people go in a voting booth and they and they vote for Republicans and Democrats 
because they're the Republicans and the Democrats, according to the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, Republicans are buying votes. They're buying conservative votes and they're trying to also buy uh, Democrat votes so that they can get into power. And they're also buying corporate campaign donations by the hundreds of millions. How? By buying things that the states are supposed to pay for or we the people individually. Uh, and, and that comes to government contracts sometimes worth billions. And that, I'm not exaggerating at all. Some of these government contracts with these big corporations, some of them are literally worth billions of dollars. And certainly hundreds of millions is almost minuscule these days. And so these corporations make billions of dollars, billions of dollars, no, no exaggeration whatsoever. And, and, and so they contribute hundreds of millions of dollars, according to Paul Ryan, what he told me personally in private. And, and so that way the Republicans are able to buy votes uh, and the Democrats are able to buy votes and they're able to buy when normally that money is supposed to be ours. They were never supposed to take that money out of our paycheck to begin with. So it's kind of like this. They steal our money out of our paychecks before we ever get it. Okay. It's kind of like the government breaks your leg and then, and then they take you and they put a cast on it and they give you a pair of crutches and they say, see, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't even be able to walk. That is, uh, that, that is uh, the Federal Reserve System in a nutshell, and that is how they're controlling the Republicans and the Democrats through our monetary system. And this is what we have to reverse by using our Tenth Amendment law to state nullify all these laws and spending that's not made in pursuance of the supremacy clause of the Constitution. Go and read it. Article 6, Clause 2. Uh, any law, whether it be state or federal, not made in pursuance of the Constitution is null and void a law. And that was put there to protect our God-endowed individual unalienable rights. That was put there to protect our wages and our salaries and our property and our lives from the IRS and the deep state of agencies and bureaus that are explicitly prohibited from even existing pursuant to Tenth Amendment law and order. Yeah, I, it, this is this is part of the thing of, of what we're talking about is that uh, people don't understand how this central banking, why it was so opposed. Um, I, 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 when I was doing my show on usury and the Federal Reserve and the money issue and debt and all of this other, the, the people need to really go back and, and read from the guys who were opposed to that, why they were opposed to it. They saw all this stuff beforehand because why? They had already been through it. They had already right. seen what had taken place, and it was Alexander Hamilton who, after you know, they, we win the War of Independence, he's the guy wanting to go right back to the same system. And they're like, are you crazy, right. man? What are you doing? And right. we still haven't learned today, and I think this is one of the things. A lot of people have uh, not learned just the basic economics. So they continue to think... You know, you get uh, you get the Rush Limbaugh's and stuff. They talk about baseline budgeting, and they they talk about all this. Oh, the debt's not a really that big a deal, and this, that, and the other. And they've been saying it for years, and that thing continues to balloon up. And I don't know if it was you that told me, but I somebody told me to watch a, a, a film called The Big Short. I think was the name of it. Um, now I can't recommend it if you got kids and stuff because there's a couple of spots you kind of gotta go through. But 
what it dealt with the housing, just the housing bubble issue and how they gave just free reign of loans going out to people who didn't have money to really pay for it. And then when those things came due, they, they got in, a lot of them got into the, um, the interest rates that would jump after so many years. What are they called? Arms uh, and things of this nature. And once they did, everybody stopped paying and they lost, they lost a, a lot of money. People lost their jobs, all these kinds of things. They are easily bought, Eric. That's exactly right. And uh, by the way, I'm just going to throw in, I've been telling people next week, Lord willing, uh, we've got uh, G. Edward Griffin uh, coming on the show and so uh, I know that's that's going to be right up this alley here. And I'm going to get him to talk about not just the, the, the Federal Reserve, but how that's tied into the, the communism that he spoke about. Because I think we're starting to see the fruition of that. Uh, that's where we're going. Folks, believing that Donald Trump is going to fix things with the gold standard and all this stuff, we've already pointed out the problem there. You're not you're not understanding the economics. You're not understanding the just weights and measures. You're not understanding the constitutional money. And because you're not understanding that, those who aren't, I know a lot do, because you're not understanding that, you're standing in the same place that Trump is standing, pushing that, just like he's pushing the LGBTQ agenda. It is an abomination before God. Proverbs 20.10, that was one. God speaks about that on several occasions, that he hates unjust weights and measurements. Why? Well, because it's unjust, and he's a just God. Justice surrounds his throne. The, the people are, are God is known by his judgments, which are just. He is not like corruptible man, uh, where he can be bought off like many of our said representatives. Uh, Carl, we're coming up against the end of the show. We've got about five minutes here. Uh, are there any important points maybe that we've missed along the way here that you want to hit before we close out? Yes. Um, the Federal Reserve System is the reason why we have $212 trillion increasing at the rate of $1 trillion a month. So every month you have to add another trillion to the $212 trillion worth of unfunded liabilities. Again, increasing at the rate of $1 trillion a month in Social Security and Medicare. Okay, I like to call it Socialistic Security and Medicare. And there's a way to keep paying for it that I would be glad to talk about on another show, or we can talk about it on this show if we have the time. Uh, it's something that my organization, one of my organizations came up with to keep paying it, but yet still state nullify all usurpations of power uh, by the Republicans and Democrats. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, and we have another $25 trillion, that's just the amount that they tell you about, in national public debt. Now, who's going to pay for that? Who are they going to send the IRS around with their weapons and guns and point their gun at and say, cough it up? Okay? Who's going to pay for that? And if they, keep on, if they keep on printing money out of thin air, which is what they're doing right now, by the way, printing money out of thin air, digitizing money out of thin air, the, ec the, econ the economist term for that is quantitative easing. So if you hear the words quantitative easing, that means printing money out of thin air. In other words, monopoly money. And it isn't worth any more than monopoly money. You might as well just go to your game board and pull the money out of there and go buy your groceries. It's exactly, literally, word for word, exactly the same thing as using monopoly money. And that's why in a financial sense, Nothing exists. Nothing you paid for. Your wages don't exist. Nothing exists in a financial sense. Nothing's been paid for. 
Everything has to be paid for yet. Your home, your car, your garage. You, you know, if you have a boat, that has to be paid for. Nothing's been paid for. We literally live in a world that's just exactly like the matrix. In a financial sense, nothing that you can see, breathe, smell, touch, or taste, nothing exists in a financial sense. And the dollar is going to absolutely disintegrate, totally disintegrate. It's going to be like the Weimar Republic who did the same thing with quantitative easing. And I said this story before, and there's other stories I can tell you about. But two women came with a horse-drawn cart, and on that cart they had a laundry basket, and they had a pile-up of money so they could buy groceries and, and other things that they needed from the store. So the two women went into the store to see if the store had what they wanted to buy before they brought in this big laundry basket packed full of bills. And when they came back out, they found that the, the bills were sitting on the cart and the laundry basket was gone. They stole the laundry basket because the laundry basket was worth far more money than all those bills, dollars that they had in the, in the, in the, in the basket. Well, we've and we've then, seen that we've seen that with Russia as well uh, with the rubles. Um, you know, the, people going with uh, wheelbarrows full of money to go buy a loaf of bread. I mean, it's it's worth it. Really, is worth squat. And the people don't they don't get it. They don't go back. You know, if you've had any time on this earth at all, I'm going to say at least thirty years. Just go back to when you were a kid, and you can remember getting certain things. Uh, when Thomas D. Lorenzo was on, uh, he recommended the book uh, Penny Candy. And he was he was talking about that and seeing the issues of how that's you take the smallest thing and you see what it's costing now. A candy bar that used to be 30 cents now is almost two dollars. You know, I don't usually buy that stuff in a convenience store, but I walked by it and um, I was like, what? Uh, Looking at stuff just, you know, that I hadn't paid attention to in a while. And you see it, and that's exactly what comes. And guys, as long as, you know, and and this has continued on administration after administration, pushing quantitative easing, that's the printing of money, which devalues the dollar that you even have. Uh, So, and and it's to make everybody look good is what it is, is to prop up that house of cards. Captain Carl, we got about 20 seconds. Tell people how they can get in touch with you. Um, Please, if you have any questions, you want to learn about the militia, I'm with the American Militia Freedom Forces of the Second Amendment Law, which is the supreme law of the land. We operate under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 of the Constitution, and that is to execute the laws of the Union, suppress, I'm going to put this in there, deep state insurrections, and repel foreign illegal alien invasion. Five seconds. Uh, my email address is kkoenigs 1776 at hotmail.com. All right, Captain Carl, we appreciate you all these three days. We're going to have you back because it's been a lot of fun. Guys, 23 Hours, Lynn Taylor, see ya.